Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? Alright, so there's this tag on Twitter. Tag on Twitter. Tag Twitter. on Twitter. Fucking one. Mm-hmm. There's a tag on Twitter that's currently trending that's called Seduce Someone in Four Words. So, in the words, of, in the words of Spy from TF2, seduce me. Seduce you. All right. Yes. Um, I've got that gotcha money. <laughs> that's spies. <laughs> got that gotcha. Uh, I got gotcha money. There you go. Done. All right. Consider yourself seduced. I am seduced. Yeah, but then we're gonna we're gonna engage in a non-loving relationship because you're gonna be fucking playing gacha all the time, and I'm gonna be like a fucking desperate housewife, be like, oh, he doesn't love me. He only thinks about his gacha and his work. And then I get the fucking next door neighbor lawnmower to come in, and we just fucking fuck like absolute animals until you finally realize that I'm cheating on you, but you actually just don't care because you're here for that gacha money, yeah, and not I was for about me. To say, I don't care. I'm here for the gacha money. So yeah, there's that. We're already off to a absolutely loving relationship. Oh yeah, because you got to think of the kids. Yeah, they're not. Uh, are they my kids? They are kids. Yeah, but are they mine? Yes, you own yes. them. Yes. No, I mean like not legally own them. Like, are they of my blood? Yes. Okay. Yeah, then that's fine. They are kids. Yeah, I thought, I thought when you meant are kids, are you meaning like in the like reference of like they live in our house? But they're actually the neighbor's kids? No, no, no. They're our kids. We've had them. They know that I'm cheating on you with the neighbor's lawnmower. But you understand this and straight up just don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. We're, we're still together for the kids and the gotcha yeah. money. More I the gotcha un- money than the kids, but yeah. Because I don't understand. Oh, I want to hear Jaden's seduction. Give us some of that. Before we get too deep into our relationship. No, no, no. Mine's just a command. Make me a tea. You're not That's sed- not seduction. I'm not trying to seduce you. I'm trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> As all loving relationships do. I've known Alex for four years. Not interested in getting closer. Cool. <laughs> 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 That is uh, quite the take. Quite the hot take. I mean, is it though? Maybe. Holy shit. If this fucking... So I got I got a new mouse, right? Because my yeah. other mouse died when I was X-comming so fucking hard I broke the left mouse button. And uh, so I got it on sale. And it's a decent mouse. It's a... Uh, they call it the TT Esports Neuros Optical Gaming Mouse RGB Edition. Made in China 2019. I the mean, serial code. The serial code starts with emo. Lovely. Anyway, mm. so it's got RGB, and that's fucking fantastic because my keyboard has RGB. So my keyboard and mouse are like in unison at the moment. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can customize my keyboard's RGB. I can't customize this customize this mouse's RGB for some unknown reason. First world problem. 
I was just I was sitting there, I was like, man, what if I were to change my, my fucking keyboard layout? And instead it's like, oh, you can do that with your keyboard, but the mouse is just going to keep going RGB. And it had some fucking options. Like if you press this button and do this, you can change like the pulse or the wave or some shit like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then you can't. It's a fucking straight out goddamn lie. So like I was hoping to be like a program, but uh, unfortunately, uh, everything but this mouse, the esports gaming mouse, is oh god Dante is a uh, you know accessible from the exterior. So mm. and I'm only doing this because I was playing Doom today and my keyboards like because I got an RGB keyboard. Uh, that light system syncs up with doom so like when you're in the menu there's like a fire on your keyboard and then like it sort of monitors your health and shit like that oh that's pretty pretty cool back when the fucking keyboards had like a heads-up display which told told you how much life and ammunition you had that shit was that shit was banging but now we have colors to tell us what we do and now this mouse thing it's like oh yeah we've got an app that can change it i'm like fucking what why would i need to use an app why not just let me download a fucking program nah use the app no drivers <laughs> no no uh, software oh no the drivers automatically installed but like to customize it you need to use the app apparently and the app has like how many one star reviews many uh yes yep a, a lot, lot of one star reviews so doesn't say in a in total how many one star reviews are but there is more one star reviews than there is two three four and five star reviews combined so basically legitimately combined so basically ain't that fucking it ain't good yeah that is that is the short version this product is not worth your money and then all their apps are getting fucking one star reviews does not work does not work <laughs> this thing's a piece of shit does not work so i'm glad the mouse works and it's not on fire because how else am i meant to be XCOM? if fucking my my left mouse button only want to work half the time on that note we are a gaming podcast aren't we occasionally we talk about games yes welcome to sv cheats one Oh my god, this is the fucking worst time I could have... Do an introduction, the first thing that happens is a yawn. Brilliant. Off to a... Ravishing, riveting good start. I was thinking... I was thinking there had to be a a term that I've started the letter off with that describes how bad this shit's going. (laughs) This is absolutely a repugnant start. All right, I just had a yeah. shitty idea, which I'm going to do in the near future. All right. But first, let me do the introduction. This is SV Cheese One, uh, gaming podcast, podcast. Uh, so that's, oh, just that's Kenny. Train wreck today. I'm here with them as Jaden. Jaden is as Jaden, and the last just Jaden. <laughs> We've got Jaden starring as Jaden, and me, Alex, starring as Alex. Alexis. Mm. Yeah, I I am yes. in your house. I am the new Amazon thing I, from the Alexa update. It's me, Alexis. Alexis, yes. 
Alexis. Okay, Alexis. What? How many times do I have to nut to die off masturbation, Alexis? Go. 234. <laughs> I'm not going to check it. Accurate, <laughs> but it's fast. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say I did good maths. I said I just do quick maths. Doesn't mean it's good. Not, anyway. not even if it's good. It's just like, if are you telling me if you ejaculated 237 times, you would not die? I don't know if he could. Is, is it even possible to... I mean, like no. after like the third it, time, there would be nothing left in the tank well, to ejaculate. Oh, so you're saying in a row? <laughs> yeah, in uh -huh. a row. Like one after the other. As soon as you, do, you don't even stop, you just like one and keep going. Just pushing rope. Yep, <laughs> pulling rope. <laughs> it's not even pulling rope. It's just, it's just, you're just jiggling rope up and down in your hand. It doesn't matter. That's it. You just keep going. That's because it's but yes, my shitty idea. Not not even getting into the possible health implications of that. Like, damn, I've discovered this thing called prostatitis. Like, prostatitis. Yeah, apparently you get it from masturbating too much. Uh, yeah, but or on the simpler the simpler term, bruising. Oh, uh, yeah. there'll also be chafing at that point there. Chafing, exhaustion, dehydration, the works. Starvation. Yes. Because you need a lot of protein in order to, you know, shoot out literal protein. Actually, or you can just inject shit into your own testicles like them crazy kids do. Them crazy kids do. <laughs> All right. What? People do that. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's super unfortunate <laughs> as fuck. It's like, I want to do the... Mm -mm -mm. Don't put anything shut near my. I've already been scratched by my cat trying to give it a fucking bath in the worst place possible. That was. That was a kick felt around the world. So, how was walking for the next few days? Limping, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Had to walk in such a manner where it didn't upset the. Uh, the delicate the balance. The aggravated area. The, the old, I've been riding horseback for a week straight. Kind of waddle. Yeah, the sort of like, ooh. Yeah, and waddle horse. is an accurate uh, turn of phrase. Well, the cat, like, cat is just looking it's at like me weirdly. Quickly <laughs> hijacking this topic. Um, I'm <laughs> not sure if our audience... <laughs> I'm not sure if our audience knows, but I know, Jaden, you, uh, you know of my well-regarded hate boner for Doctor Who. Um, do you have a hate bone of Doctor Who? He does. I do. Like, like old, new, or... I just, I no, don't... No, he... like, it's okay, the same reason so, I have a hope, so hate bone for a lot of comics. What happened? See, this is specific. Ruby, he has a hate bone for because he really did enjoy the show. Mm. And then it kind of went to shit. Now, I'm not going to say it's as bad as Alex is saying, but it's definitely decreased in quality. And that's why he's cool. got the issue with Ruby. As far as I can tell, your issue with Doctor Who is just because people spoke about it enough that he hates it on instinct. Yeah, it's it's a reflex hate. I feel like that's a very hipster thing to do. It is. It is. We all it, know it feels it feels like a very hipster thing to do. But I I don't like Doctor Who, and seeing other people get. Well, I'm, the reason I brought up Doctor Who is because it's currently trending on Twitter. I don't care to... I'm trying to investigate the reason why, but the last thing I heard about Doctor Who was a bunch of people getting upset that the latest Doctor is a woman. Uh, and 
I believe that was like sometime last year or the year before that that I think was, it was irrelevant. Year yeah, that that was even relevant. But the reason I don't like Doctor Who is not because of the show itself, but mainly because of the fans. Because the fans themselves are stuck in this weird sort of like make believe world of perpetual non reality where they think that Doctor Who is like real. Well, no, yeah. that's be- that's because you're talking to or looking at outspoken people on Twitter. Yeah. People. yeah. Twitter well, is Twitter... full of people that are outspoken. Yeah, I know Twitter is literally a megaphone for idiots. But, um, yeah. So when whenever I hear about the Doctor Who fandom, it's always the outspoken idiots. To be fair, that is 90% of fandoms. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Doctor Who. Uh, the new Doctor Who has kind of fallen off for me. It's just very... Look, the It's issue, lost the magic. The issue I have... So, I first saw Christopher Eccleston, and he was great. That's That mm-hmm. he was the first one of the reboot. Um, yeah. Oh, no, it's not a reboot. It's well, a continuation. Well, no, it, it's was, a it was a reboot. It wasn't a restart, but they were rebooting it. There was a gap. That's where they kind yeah, of a started... Gap the new they See, that's, rebooted that's another the series reason. that's another they reason i don't like doctor it, who they rebooted it um but continued on from where they left off um and f Coulson was great and then david tennant was amazing this mm-hmm. he did a really good job and matt Smith i feel so sorry for david Tennant. did another really good job and then honestly i feel like matt smith's biggest issue was that he was being compared to David Tennant, who came just before him. Yeah, I, um, I certainly like Matt, had that. Matt Smith was a We've good... He was a good doctor, but when you're comparing him to Tennant, he just didn't quite... Like I said, Fit. Tennant set a very live up high to, yeah. bar, and he is considered... He's widely considered what? to be the best. And then the yeah. one after that was uh, Peter Capaldi, the older guy... Mm. It took me a while, but he grew on me a lot. Yes, I like. I really like Capaldi as an actor in the few things I've seen him in, which I couldn't name any of at the moment. But um, yeah, he grew on me. And then I've actually seen very little of the newest Doctor, but I've watched like the first season. I don't have an issue with it because she's a woman. I... I have an issue with it because it's overly political. And that blatantly. plus, it's oh, very. You, you haven't seen overly political until you've seen Supergirl. That is overly yeah, political. That's overly political. We've already discussed that though. But I'm talking about like I've did watched we, the the, we, the season. Yeah, like, we talked. It was like one of the first things we talked about how we, like Supergirl was fighting literal Nazis in space, well time traveling Nazis. Yeah, I remember talking about that. But did we talk about how in Supergirl, apparently there is a planet that no man can exist on? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't talk yeah, about I that. that. But we did talk about, like, the gun control one, uh, the gay black men thing and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like, it's ham-fisted fucking po- yeah. politics. They're, they're appara- yeah, because there's apparently a planet in Supergirl that no male can exist on because the sun has a like sort of instantaneous death cancer effect on anyone who possesses a y chromosome man that just sounds like 
fucking a yeah, nail but, salon to me. Yeah. Although apparently the entire fucking planet thrives, you know, without having the most important gender. And how they get sperm? That fucking they don't they they gloss over that one really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it. Just don't think about it. We get pregnant. That's right. We it, just it, make, get pregnant. it makes it makes sense if you don't think about how it. How we get pregnant? Well, fucking, but we get pregnant. Oh, I couldn't care less. Like I said, with the new Doctor Who, I don't really care so much that she's a female. Like it is kind of jarring going from like only males with female companions. Uh, sometimes with male companions to go to like a female doctor and I'm like I'll give her a shot I'll see how it goes and it's just so yeah it's- how can I put it so black and white when it comes to its storytelling it's like these are the obvious bad guys here's the obvious good guys and even though like especially with David Tennant David Tennant's like I don't care what kind of race you are I'm, I don't want to see a race go extinct I don't want to see even if you're like you're a bad guy or shit like that I can't kill you I'm kind of like Batman into the Joker situation not quite uh, Tennant that's see even on the first episode except for the one where he visits fucking hell no like even on the first episode of um yeah he doesn't want any race to go extinct but he doesn't put up with shit either on the first episode, yeah, he doesn't put up a shit. Actually, a Christmas special, I believe. They're always Christmas specials. Um, yeah, actually, that is when they do the swaps, don't they? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he was. That was that blood control plot where, like, because the aliens had got control or got access to the blood that was sent up, you know, as we do in our space, yeah. satellites. Um, they could we send blood to satellites now. Yeah, Blood satellites. In, in, they've got time capsules with like basic maths, greetings in lots of languages, and some yeah, blood, for aliens. Then again, that may have just been a plot point. I don't actually know if that's because if you're talking about the um, the discovery satellite, um, that only has it has a pre-recorded greeting in every language on Earth, a um, biological diagram of the human species, and a map to Earth. That's all it has in it. Imagine gets burnt up. Anyway. It's fucking... Um, yeah. Yeah, at the end of that, he's like... He basically goes, I know your customs, I'll take you on the one-on-one sword fight and ends up having a sword fight in the top of the ship. Yeah. Um, Duel of Fate starts playing. That's when... That's when... Um, yeah, no, that's when he wins the fucking... and then goes, all right, look, this place is kind of under my protection. Don't. You can fuck off. Come back here. Yeah. You know, don't come back here. Uh, but I'll let you live and, you know, I'll let you go. And he turn, um, and then basically the doctor turns around and I don't remember exactly how he ends up doing the next bit, but effectively he turns around, the dude, the other dude stands up and goes, you know, starts charging at him from the back and he just turns around and mm. goes, no second chances and knocks him off the fucking ship and kills him. Yeah. Like. Cause that's the episode where the it? aliens get a hold of the blood and they're able to control people of that blood type to go kill themselves yes except they could mm. only bluff with it anyway off topic my point there was even then he's sitting there as a nuanced character and the world because that was the same one where torch torchwood destroyed the ship as it was leaving after he did that yeah and uh, he's pissed you know, off and about he's that he's pissed at them and they're going well 
like you said. And then the humans are going, like you said, there's a bunch of aliens out there. They're going to be angry. If those guys get out, then they're going to tell the rest of the world about it, and you're not always going to be here. You know, there's an actual argument either side. Yeah. As I said, it's not... That's a thing of, like, where it's... It's a massive grey area, and it deals in that grey area. Of course. And as this new series... There always grey areas, like, fucking... Yeah, but majority of the time it is. Where yeah. this season with the, with the Doctors, like... Like, the bad characters are straight-up bad characters with no redeeming qualities. Um, it, there is never a situation where the Doctors, like... You know, this is like a sort of uh, what is what's the term? A moral pickle. A moral pickle is like, well, what do we do? It's all like, no, you're just a bad guy. Go away. Go go away. And then she her fucking her. The one thing I found kind of weird was her sonic screwdrivers made of spoons. And I'm like, okay. And she just literally made it in the backyard out of fucking nothing it's like hell he's got a sonic screwdriver i was like what don't you need like spitting okay okay fucking all right and it feels like she's trying to have david Tennant's energy but it also like feels so forced out of no not forced out of place like david Tennant. i would also argue i would definitely make the argument that it's much more of a fault of the writers. Oh, yeah, no. The, that's another reason why the, the fucking... I'm not a big fan of this season is because the writers are straight up just... Like, it's not... Her, it's not so much her acting in the sense that it's what she's been given. And it's like, hey, look, you need to do this, this, and this. And it's like... Obviously, it's a fault with the writers because they're telling her, you need to act like this in a situation like this, which doesn't make sense. It's like she's all happy and boisterous in a time where, like, with David Tennant, it would be like, oh, you know, he'd be joking around, and it'd be like, no, fuck you, all right, and here's why. With her, it's just like she'd just be straight up joking around the entire time, and it's like, no, and then just... When there needs to be serious moments, she acts the opposite of what ne- like what you would expect, and then when there is non-serious moments, she's serious. So she's constantly undermining the... um the weight of the scene no yeah i wouldn't say she is i think the writers are well yeah because the writers are getting her to act that way so by yeah. extension they're forcing her to act in a way that undermines the weight of the scene yeah yeah and that's why that's why like and as i said when it comes to like the like the one thing that comes to mind is the fucking there's this one episode of like these spiders are like invading this hotel and mm-hmm there's this one guy who's straight up like he's i think he's like the hotel manager i can't remember and he's like straight up just all for himself evil kind of guy and like the entire time the doctor's like no 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 these are beautiful creatures these are beautiful leave them alone and he's just like no fucking kill them they are killing people in my hotel we need to get rid of them she's like no 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 they're beautiful creatures why would you hurt them and they basically make her character go try to convince everyone that no these things is this are the giant spider episode yeah yeah that's that's the one that i've heard the most flaws about i because i've heard this transcript yeah. that you've given me about this episode and i already hate her as a character well it's like because it was it's one of the biggest episodes of 
that that season with her with the most glaring faults and i'm sitting there just going okay and it's like so like you got the hotel manager who's obviously does the most bad guy as shit yeah to save his own skin i'd say that's more of the issue isn't isn't how any of the good people are written though it's not ideal it's more that if you look at the antagonist character in that episode give me one Mm. good quality that's ever shown or even a non-selfish reasoning or any decent reasoning like it's literally there's nothing positive everything's a negative about the character like you were saying there's no black or white kind of there's only black or white yeah there's no black and white it's just one side is black it's Um, called shades of grey yeah why were you talking about why you really disliked um doctor who in the first place alex because because people people talked about it no it's it's because the fans of doctor who live in this yeah the outspoken fans live in this sort of ridiculous reality where they actually genuinely 100 percent believe that doctor who is a completely real thing and like you know you know those like what if things that like sometimes we do but like we do them in good fun see it's like what if what if this character uh was in this situation and then we'd laugh about it and like it would it would be all haha pretty funny um i saw this post on fucking twitter i can't find it again i'm looking for it not that i'm going to name the person because that's not what we're about here the the problem is Hmm. oh hang on it's the problem is the larger the fandom the the more outspoken minority there will be but even more than that the larger the fandom the larger the percentage of absolute radicals there will be rabid radicals look i can't find the goddamn thing again but it was it was one of those cringy things why undertale got so much hate Undertale's a good game. I'd even go as far as to say it's a great game. It's a great indie game with a good message and it was fun to play. But it gets a lot of hate just off the fan base alone and there's a lot of things that get that. Like I was saying, Doctor Who, Supernatural, um, anime Sherlock. in general. <laughs> yeah, fucking mm. all anime um, in general. We even coined a term for that. They call them weebs. But you get my point. Like, the bigger than overall fan base is, the worse it'll look. Because yeah, that's oh, kind of like with any sort of fan base you get that has a rabid following. You Like, the way that I see it is if you have a massive fan base, the percentage of rabid fan fanboys and girls is going to be greater. Well, see, the percentage yeah. isn't going to be any higher. But I don't think the Doctor Who fan base is as rabid as the other ones. But I reckon the most rabid I've seen a fan base get was the Sherlock fandom. Um, when I think, what was the name of that flight that went missing with the Malaysia Airlines flight? Oh my god! Don't tell me they fucking tried investigating it. They absolutely <laughs> did. Really? Yes, one hundred percent. Like there was an entire like Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. No surprise there. Group like groups, groups multiple um, that were centered around investigating the disappearance of this flight hold up the thing is it was it was pretty fucking 
that's that's the most rabid i've ever like witnessed a fan base get i'm pretty sure there are more uh rabid more cases of rabid fans and i'm gonna put that out there because like you can leave you can leave comments on i'm looking at this right now Hmm. malaysian airline false flag scripting straight out of bbc sherlock there you go uh like like many 9-11 examples the scripting of the malaysian plight fiasco matches the plot of the bbc sherlock what this is a lot to read but i want yeah yeah (laughs) but but i i do see fucking where you're at based on analysis of radar yeah yeah what really this is fucking retarded like (laughs) i haven't seen sherlock but i've seen enough of those sherlock likes there was one series that my parents fucking loved and mm-hmm. it had i think lucy luna and some of a some of a guy and the guy was like a fucking genius and he's like he solved crimes because he was so fucking good at solving crimes yada yada and literally it's just him pulling shit out of his ass and going this is this is fact and everyone's like this is fact <laughs> like i remember this one thing where it's like oh we need to get into like we need to get into this woman's house to investigate mm-hmm. something but she's not letting him into his house so literally he's like oh don't worry i have that sorted and it just cuts to him with a scene giving like like talking to the lady on a couch with like the dog and he's like treating the dog with dog treats and she loves him because he's treating the dog treats and he's like oh i did this and this and this and this so we can go in whenever we want and it's like it's literally just like hey look we have a problem oh no don't worry i solved it off screen without letting you guys know thus the problem solved and i'm like are you fucking serious that criticism about the later episodes of sherlock because so from what i've heard i haven't seen it but i've i've heard some things about it basically saying approximately saying it was a good detective show early on and then it turned into a show that was more about a character drama that involved detectives and so there was less focus on the cases and so of course all the previous fans who watched it for a detective show kind of went guys what the fuck this is garbage um, i'm out though on that note what you're saying Kenny, that can be done well for example um if it's explained properly yeah well like for example i really really liked the downey jr the two sherlock home movies movies um mm. because of exactly that when like at the end of the movie he's doing his monologue about how he discovered everything they've laid yeah. they've laid enough clues that you can see when he's monologuing back he's like that makes sense but not enough that you could ever actually pick up on it before like the the one i remember is about oh how do you escape the the grave and early on when he was on the grave when Sherlock was on the grave he was licking the grave like he he did the he touched the edge of the grave so it licked a bit off and just kind of went hmm um mm. and then later on at the end he's saying well I found honey in your laboratory and I tasted it on the gravestone I know a combination of honey and this other thing can make a glue you know that kind of shit you there's no way unless you knew that specific Egyptian recipe that you'd mm. know that 
but there's enough clues there that it doesn't feel like complete bullshit when he does bring it up. Yeah. If you leave breadcrumbs for, like, the observant eye to pick up, exactly. then you'd be like, Stuff- okay, this is not this is not pulling it out of us. We set up clues during this process for you to pick up subtly, yeah, and that's why... It's, it's not know. intended, and I think in those movies specifically, they are not intended to allow the viewer to figure it out early. It's intended so they have a reference point, so when they call it back and do the explanation that's the point of information they could link to the other bits you didn't know. So again, it doesn't feel right out of left field. It goes, I couldn't find this out because there physically wasn't enough information for us. And that was another thing um, which has both been... People have both been critical about and liked about it was that whole fact that there wasn't enough information the viewers couldn't figure it out. Um, Because that's been... And that is a legitimate criticism about detective films and media because there's a very fine line between making it too obvious so the so the watchers know it like figure it out too early and then you're kind of sitting there watching them fuck around trying to figure it out that when you've already know it or the other side where you hide too much information and um and you, gotta, like you gotta start you gotta start reaching exactly yeah. whether uh how the original sherlock holmes books were written they were written from the perspective of Watson. Moriarty. No. Oh, Watson, right, Watson. yeah. No, not Moriarty. Um, yeah, what the fuck, Alex? <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought they were, they were written by from Moriarty's perspective. No, no, I, no. They, they were definitely not. They were that written would... from the perspective of Watson as kind of a spectator. You know, you didn't know what was going on in Sherlock's head. You saw what he did, and then he'll explain it later. So it did, and it did get some good feedback for following that kind of book logic. Anyway, we're like half an hour in, so maybe we should get on to talking about games. Yeah, we yes. should probably get on to talking about games. Uh, Alex, how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty Monster Hunter field. Good to know. All right, Jane, how's your week? <laughs> <laughs> Say Monster Hunter, Alex? Yep. Is, uh, that, Mon- pretty, is, is there something both of you guys can cover? Because you guys have been playing Monster Hunter Iceborne all fucking week. So Monster Hunter Iceborne yep. came out like... What the f- So Monster what Hunter... What the fuck Iceborne. is that accent? I, that Monster Hunter Iceborne! Oh, um, Monster Hunter Iceborne came out. Yeah, so Iceborne came out last Friday and have been playing it pretty much exclusively all week. With the exception of I did like four multiplayer runs of XCOM 2 with Kenny. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was fun. That was fun. That was also retarded. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> For example, that's XCOM. I, 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 I told I told everyone about because uh, we we had made our teams. Uh, Jane had a sniper on his team, and I had a sniper on my team. Jane's sniper saw my sniper first, so he no, took a shot. So I didn't. I couldn't see a sniper in range, but I saw an officer he'd set up on the ground. So I'm like, all right, this is a guaranteed kill because it was like minimum of six damage on someone with six health and 94 percent chance to hit so of course it misses kenny then mm-hmm. proceeds to hit a 51 percent chance to dead shot crits it and one shots my sniper yeah so he missed a 94 percent shot and i'm just like all right i have a 61 percent chance of hitting him without dead eye which is basically uh, Dead Eye is an ability where it ups your critical chance, but at the cost of um, accuracy. It also increases. So, it also increases the base damage of the attack. Yeah, 
but like two points or something like that and so yeah so i using that gave a 51 percent chance of hitting jaden sniper and it just fucking one hits him like put doesn't kill him directly it puts him into bleeding out but he didn't have a medic to save him yeah then again there i was then some... proceed to get yeah. no that very same match i proceeded to get my ass hand to me by like 10 chrysalids so let me put it this way anyone who's played XCOM knows what happens when chrysalids get to you we both st- I started the match with 6 people and ended with 15 yeah <laughs> literally I had one character left because he had mind controlled my other advent officer and it's just a fucking skirmisher and then literally like 4 or 5 chrysalids surround it yeah. Yeah, so I had two crystal, no, three crystals up that turn, and then because I'd killed three people in the last turn, all with crystal venom on them, I spawned another three and had like seven. And on the turn mm. I did that, I also used my priest to stasis his skirmisher, which was his last dude left. So it's just like, yeah, you missed your next turn while I run everyone around him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so times. stasis puts my fucking skirmisher out. So I don't get a turn because that was the only last character I had remaining. But I I am interested to see how a fucking full team of Spectres go because... Like I said, it's cheesy as shit. Because Spectres have an, a move called Shadowbind where basically they knock someone... I've run up to someone, knock them unconscious, this is guaranteed, and make an 8 health copy of them on your team. The thing is, if everyone... And if you kill the copy... If you kill the Spectre, the copy disappears. Or if you kill the, the copy... Um... The breaks the unconscious, they wake back up. The thing is, mm. if everyone can, uh, if everyone's unconscious, then you lose the match. Yeah. So a team of spectators so it, can it, just kind of run at the other team and go yoink. Yeah, you can just win if you just shadow bound the entire enemy team. Also, spectators have lightning reflexes, so they automatically dodge the first Overwatch shot. <laughs> and they just have high dodge chance in general. Because yeah, the because f- they move, they move in the nanobite form. The first so match we had, Kenny had no bot. Two, three specters. I had two two specters, two codexes, two codexes, a, a shield bearer, and a viper. Uh yeah, and then so yeah, that was that was one Kenny one largely due to lots of shadow bounds. Mm. Uh Kenny also won the last match because. He ran three snipers and spawned the second-story building in his corner. Yeah, so, <laughs> two second-story. Two, no, it was more than it was no, three-story. The three-story buildings. Three-story buildings on the map, might I add? Yeah. <laughs> and with my three snipers. So yeah, that that ended badly, and but I'd beat him the round before by chasing him by bringing five mechs against his yeah. psychics. <laughs> Yeah, I had a majority of team of psychics and a berserker, and do it just did fucking a whole bunch of psychic bombs, which uh, made him have to reload. But mechs don't have to worry about reloading when you've got fucking Missile bombardment. Bombs. Yeah, that's fucked. That's so fucked. Like I didn't even get a kill off. I don't think I got. No, I got a kill. Yeah, you, you got a your kill. Last turn, your berserker took out the dude next to him. Yeah. After it took like fucking three turns to kill it, <laughs> fucking mechs are so cheap. They're like one thousand and a ten thousand yeah. point limit round. 
so so yeah. was that your week, Jaden? Because like we'll kind yeah. of start with Alex. Me, me and Alex were both playing a ton of Monster Hunter. Like I said, it came out last Friday, so almost a full week ago, and yep. we've beaten the story. No, we haven't. We've beaten the story. We haven't finished the end game content, but we've beaten the story. We're still getting assigned quests. Yeah, but the story's o- the story's over once the last assigned quest is given. Just because the credits roll doesn't mean it's finished. It kind of sounds like all the story is finished. See, the difference is we're still getting assigned quests, but we're not getting really story quests anymore because all the other assigned quests we have left to do are just when our master rank hits certain checkpoints. Yeah, they're just stuff Which we're just gonna get as we play through the game. More it's not like part a, of the yeah, actual more story. Yeah, more like content. Yeah. So as as technical as you want to get, yes, we are, we are story complete because we beat the in quotation marks final boss. <laughs> Flash Raptor Smash. No, no, no. see, see, the 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 devs of Iceborne are just like, yeah, but what if we just made the final boss a rock? Yeah. It's not a monster at all. It's just an actual <laughs> it's a fucking rock. rock. Someone brought in. She's just wailing on a rock while your weapons get blunt. Yes, no. Someone was, um, you know, they were having their discussion meeting on what design to use for the final boss, and someone had to happen to have their pet rock there as a paperweight, and that's what got voted in. It wasn't even on the yep. list. That sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's it's a rock, but they're like, we have to give it a power. It's like rock. Just make it yell at you. Done. So yeah, it's a rock that yells at you. But in, that sounds fantastic. But yes, it's been a lot of fun. We've, as we've said over the last couple of uh, podcasts, we, me and Alex have been really looking forward to this game. And yeah, you guys were like fucking trying to get to sleep on time and shit like that so you can be up in time for the it's full a case release. Of, so it got released at 4am on Friday mm-hmm. for, here in Australia. So I was still up then playing XCOM. So I basically, once it rolled around to four o'clock, I finished the mission of XCOM, uh, closed it, put the Monster Hunter World onto download, immediately went to bed, and set an alarm for midday so I wouldn't be getting up any later. Mm. So I could so I could get up and play uh, Iceborne. Monster yeah, but like I, I 80, it was like an 80 gig patch that I even had to do and I don't own Iceborne yeah, I did the was, exact same uh, update rather than a like it's an expansion but there was also a game update in it so everyone yeah. needed to download the 80 gigs or whatever the fuck it was um, that's a huge amount for an update though yeah but uh, what the fuck the only time I saw an update that big was for Doom and when the DLCs for the multiplayer got became free, it was like a 60, 70 gig update. Let but that was for the multiplayer DLCs. Let me put it this way. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Riveting. So, this is almost all... We played some stuff beforehand when we were getting ready for Iceborne. We played a little bit. But not a great deal. But so, mm. it was released last Friday, and so most of this will have been last Friday uh, since then. Alex has played 112 hours over the past two weeks. 
and, one week over the past one week and like i said most of that's in the past one week and i've played 132 jesus christ at my total playtime for monster hunter world is 400 hours and mine's 360 so yeah that's literally a third of mine and about a quarter of alex's total playtime was in the last week now, just imagine if you guys had jobs how efficient you guys would be <laughs> Imagine that. You'd make a fucking employee happy. Make employer happy. That one. Yeah. (laughs) I'd make an employee (laughs) happy. Me. I'd make me happy. Employee of the month. So, yeah. Uh, Is that your week? Yeah, that's Uh, that's pretty much been my week. Oh, your weeks. So, yeah. Uh, Other than Monster Hunter, Alex, and the Gutcha. Yep. What have you been up to? World of Tanks. Uh, gotten into that still yeah. still fantastic yeah, River, yeah no fucking at incredible. least my week is slightly different we fucking we slightly, watched I mean, Girls Under Panzer different. last night mm. yeah you had right. fun I'm like okay there's some scenes where I'm like oh boy someone's dead no one's <laughs> dead but no someone had to be dead someone's definitely dead no, so but I, I heard you laughing a lot. Yeah, so like we we have this thing in uh, when we have our movie nights, and uh, usually when there's a scene where someone like survives something ridiculous, we just call out that they're dead. <laughs> so if if someone were to like fucking run a motorbike through a brick wall and come out the other side unscathed, it's just dead. Yeah, no, everyone starts screaming, anymore. "Dead, dead!" That. I could have screamed out dead so often in that Girls on Panzer film because straight up, like, dead. Un- There's so many times, like, that... Kenny, I- anime logic, you're not going to win. Yeah, no, safety precautions were made, all right? <laughs> safety precautions were taken, yes. It's, it's fine. It's it's rubber tank shells. They're, uh... That explode into fire. Yeah, they it's explode. rubber fire. Yeah, it's rubber fire. <laughs> It just looks like fire, but it's actually just sand getting blown up from the ground. Exactly. The sand's that color. It's just like red sand. It's getting blown up. It may look like a fire. It may have smoke, but that's not smoke. That's dust. Yeah, exactly. They're they're anti-tank mines. They're all just fireworks buried in the ground. It's fine. Buried in the ground for, for desired effect. So for my week... Uh, I've done only three things. One, I beat XCOM 2. That was very good. Uh, in my characters of Discord, only... Who died? Someone died. Uh, Suki, Suki came back because even though he was still captured, we won. So he's <laughs> uncaptured. Because we all the way to the end of the game, we were never given a mission to recapture him. He just, he just so he, he was just gone. a prisoner of war until the war was won Sounds so bad. there's that and who died i'm trying to remember who died that's right force briar and tom they died in xcom 2 so mm-hmm. the way that i i started playing xcom 1 enemy within uh the way that i explained that is technically xcom enemy within is the sequel to xcom 2 that's how he because X- it in his own universe yeah, because like in XCOM 2, it's like XCOM 1 didn't happen. The aliens just fucking won. Yeah, so in XCOM okay, cool. 2, basically, 
is gone off yeah, XCOM 1. In XCOM 1, with the enemy within DLC, after you attack the... There's a mid-game point where you attack the alien base. Uh, in enemy within, like around 15 to 20 days after that, the aliens launch an assault on your home base. Mm. Um, and in the canon of the XCOM universe, the... You know, in when you're playing the game, you you know, win that defense mission, go on and play through the rest of the game. In XCOM, in the canon of the XCOM universe, you lost that mission. And that's where XCOM 1 ended. Hmm. So, the way that I, I played it out was XCOM 2, you defeat the advent and you take your planet back. And XCOM 1 is just the events after XCOM 2 where you're just fighting off aliens like fighting off the remaining aliens on your planet so since there was a surprisingly lack of customization in comparison to xcom 2 the only thing i could do was go all right i'm gonna have instead of having characters from xcom 2 in xcom 1 they're gonna be the children of the characters from xcom 2 and xcom 1 except zippy zippy was a robot that was basically since zippy's old and dead kind of dead they put him in a robot so now as if he's a robot uh and then i beat xcom enemy within uh still pretty fun game but you can see like the massive step in quality between xcom and xcom 2 yeah it's definitely a case of xcom 1's a good game but going to xcom 1 uh, from from xcom XCOM 2 2, you can really feel and the same i did the other way around i beat enemy within and then went on to XCOM 2 and it's really noticeable just how much they improved um, yeah it is a huge step up in quality and customization and you know just the amount of stuff you're able to do in that game is so much and, gives you so much freedom and on that note when or if they make an XCOM 3 I'd be super keen for it yeah I'm still up for it. I'm fucking annoyed that the Templars know what's going on, just didn't tell us. <laughs> they didn't tell nobody. They're like, yep, we know what that is. You're right. This is only the beginning. <laughs> God, it's finally over. And the Templars are like, no, <laughs> we, have to, we have to stop the other aliens. And then XCOM's like, you're right, it's just the beginning. Fucking Leon. But yeah, so I'm excited for a third XCOM. Uh, hopefully it's announced soon if they are to be making it. I'm, I would be surprised if they weren't. But they did say, hey, look, we pushed the Unreal Engine to its limits making XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. I think unless the Unreal Engine makes like strides in uh, its engine in terms of uh, like quality, in terms of accessibility and what's the term i'm thinking of when things run really smoothly optimization but Mm -hmm. yeah like they like we think we might need to head over to a new engine depending so if they do then that's going to take them more time to get that shit done but i'm still interested in it but yeah so uh in xcom one uh i think the only person no two people died so it's uh sam brown's daughter and uh, Hydra's daughter, Josh's daughter. And the only reason why Hydra's daughter died was because she got fucking slapped by a sectopod 
and then was in a bleeding out state to which I could not go through the body because the body had clipped through the world. Uh, yes. So <laughs> the thing is how XCOM 1's weird because, well, XCOM 2 actually works similarly, but so it's a grid-based, you know, it's a turn-based and grid-based world. Yes. But there is ragdoll in it. So, like, if you rag get shot, you can ragdoll back, and then whatever square you end up in is the one you're in to be revived in. Mm. Which means if your it's body like, ragdolls out the map, you can just go get fucked. <laughs> it's like that fucking, like, in that match we had last night. Jaden shot at my sniper on the third story, knocked out the ground underneath the sniper. So the sniper fell down to the bottom floor, floor took four points of health damage and then went all the way back to the top again standing on nothing at the top standing on nothing which let kenny get line of sight from where his character said it was up top but whenever i targeted him with an attack it would shoot at the ground where he should have fallen to it was fucking weird it's it's that's xcom baby (laughs) That sex com baby, Pepto Bismay baby. So yeah, uh, so B XCOM one and two. Now just going through XCOM two on Legendary Iron Man or the hardest difficulty Iron Man, as well as I picked Doom back up because Doom dropped a trailer, a new trailer for Doom Eternal. I'm like fuck yeah, I'm gonna get back into Doom, and so I'm running through that campaign on the hardest difficulty, not Ultra Nightmare, but Nightmare difficulty. I still have to. I'm still halfway through the game of my Ultra Nightmare difficulty. So, difference between Ultra Nightmare and Nightmare difficulty, there's no difficulty change. It's just that if you die, you start from the beginning again. You start from the beginning of the game. So, on Ultra Nightmare, if you die, you go back to the start. On Nightmare, you just die and you go to a checkpoint. So, there's no difference in difficulty. It's just, hey, if you die, you fucking start again. So, so basically, you use your regular nightmare run to practice for the upcoming bit for the Ultra Nightmare. Yeah, except like I'm gonna need to run through. I, I'm just getting my fucking sea legs again with Doom. So like I'm, I'm dying more often than I used to, but that's because like I haven't played Doom since like fucking October last year. So yeah, been having fun with that. But other than that, that's just been my week. Is that everyone's week? Yep. Alrighty then. We'll move on to the news very quickly. Uh, first thing that I put on a list of stuff. Uh, two trailers have dropped. Oh, for yes, they games. have. For games. One being the Doom trailer we saw, and the other being the new Resident Evil remake trailer. Oh boy, they both look so good. So, like I may have said before, I'm not really interested in playing the Resident Evil games. I, you know, horror, those kind of games mm-hmm. just don't interest me from a gameplay perspective. Um, but Doom Eternal, I am really, really hyped for. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe do a playthrough for the channel Doom Eternal. Because that would be fun. Yes, yes it would. But yeah, so with the Doom Eternal trailer, uh, we got a better look about who are the fighting forces. So it's now more abundantly clear that 
the angelic looking motherfuckers are where the night sentinels come from so it's that whole sentinel race of so technically that is the heaven aspect so it is literally a heaven and hell versus doom guy and doom guy has his own little bachelor pad just fucking outside of earth's orbit so whenever earth eats shit he'll just go there uh but yeah like still same good old doom uh looks fucking great music is fucking tip top as the kids like to call it absolute banger or this track slaps this doom track slaps your girlfriend's <laughs> ass what do you do <laughs> i don't even know where the terms like maybe like knee slapping or some shit but when i hear this track slaps I, I, the only thing that comes to mind is like fucking like spoon slapping what? is that just a sign of age just, I think simply the fact is if you like even this. when you go back even when you go back and look at how slang became that slang it still makes no fucking sense in context you can see they go oh I can see how this happened I don't know why it happened, but I can see how it happened. There's a... I don't understand. There's a fucking massive, like, I'm talking multiple paragraph article about bops, bangers, and slaps. <laughs> it's a jam. It bops. Doesn't help. It means it's a good song. It doesn't make shit! It doesn't make shit! Alright, I have to go to Urban Dictionary. Okay, so Slaps is Urban Dictionary for good as fuck. Yeah. Apparently. So this Chipotle, the example they gave is this Chipotle Slaps. And then there's, what does the five fingers say to the face? Slap. I'm Rick James, bitch. Oh, yeah, that's that fucking um, Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, Doom fucking looks great as ever. Uh, Resident Evil 3 looks fucking amazing. We got better look at Nemesis this time. And he's straight up wielding a goddamn flamethrower instead of his minigun. He's still rocking a rocket launcher in which the fucking promotional picture they had was like legitimately Nemesis holding Jill Valentine up on the end of a rocket launcher, <laughs> which looks like the most painful way of aborting a child I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, if you saw it, you would look straight up like, hold up, RE3 Nemesis. Like, there would definitely be a picture of Nemesis going, here's a fucking rocket launcher. Like, it just lifting her up on the groin, from the groin with the rocket launcher. I have no idea what either of them expect from that situation. So, uh, rockets need to travel a minimum distance in order for them to arm and explode. Maybe he doesn't want to kill her, kill her. Maybe he just wants her to get the fuck away. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's have you seen oh. have you seen Kickass? Yeah. Yeah, the ending scene in Kickass where Kickass shoots um the main baddie out the window with a rocket launcher and it goes and then it explodes yeah yeah that but with um jill here we go here's the image 
Uh, I'll put this in a general chat. But here's the image of Nemesis putting Jill Valentine on the end of his rocket launcher. I, I don't know what they wanted from this situation. But why would they To the do moon. That? Fly me to the moon and let me stay. Yeah. So I don't know She's why they would do that. the fucking stars. <laughs> no, that's just... She is a stars <laughs> member. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Nemesis wants. He wants to return all the stars members to orbit. <laughs> the fault in our stars. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's just their it's just their punishment for uh, causing all these sufferers to monsters like Mister X. You remember that discussion we had about killing monsters, right? No, there was a certain review that came out recently. Oh, oh right. the PC Gamer one! Holy shit, <laughs> that is horrendous. I'm surprised that's not fucking satire, but it's super real. It's. It's like, what this if we, what if we take monster the monster, what if we take, by the way, not, not really. Yeah. So someone, someone at PC Gamer did a review of Monster Hunter Iceborne. Now, now at least this guy had the decency to not dock any points from the game because of his opinion. You, you mean the professional responsibility and not he's the a, decency. For the professional responsibility to not dock any points from Iceborne because he's just like, man, I can't help but think that hunting monsters is fucking cruel We're and that... Causing these monsters to suffer. There's a... Yeah, we are, we're, not, we're not just hunting them. We're making them suffer. Hold up, let's see if I can find a PC gamer. <laughs> there's, was... there's, a few, there's a few holes it, in that logic. It got to... It, it's getting... It gets to the point where, honestly... My thoughts when looking at it was he was told to or got the idea to himself make this article on purpose to be controversial to either push an agenda or grab views. I cannot actually believe someone... Look, the only way he actually... If he actually believed that, he wouldn't have played and... He quotes, so 200 hours in Base Monster Hunter and 2 hours in Iceborne. He wouldn't have played mm. more of the game than I have if he didn't like it or it made him feel uncomfortable. Well, at the same point, he has to review the game, so he has to play it to its extent it's, to give it's it actual his job. Like, Are you I, sure about that? Yes. You've seen game yeah. reviewers recently, right? Are you sure they yes. play the games? Yes. Like, especially, like, I've seen, um, Look, for example, people, head, people at Giant Bomb, uh, Jeff from Giant Bomb, like, hates Death Stranding, but he put, like, 80 or so hours into it. Hates it. But yeah. since he had to do a review of it, he put, like, 80 or so hours into it. The only game they straight up did not, like, refuse to play past a certain extent was Fallout 76. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot in good conscience make anyone play this game. So if I go control F and go suffer. Yep. Suffer in your jocks. Alright. Here we go. With world with world, the 
in that Monster Hunter world. The discomfort was an extreme at times, beating monsters till they limped, and then being asked to lop off their tails to hear their whines and squeals. You don't just kill the monsters in these games, you make them suffer. Engaging as its loop is, as enthralling as its fights are, I've only been disappointed that they've created such a rich ecosystem and that the only thing they can ask me to do is murder everything. That's right, Monster Hunter should not be about hunting monsters. Is that, what, what if we take the monster hunting out of Monster Hunter, then the game would be better? Because it's saying like, oh, you know, you're ruining all, all these ecosystems by like destroying all these monsters. Like, no, the monsters are ruining the ecosystems. You have to stop the monsters. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that was just a sidetrack that I remembered. So, yeah, yeah, it's fucking is hilarious. He's like, no, no, you make them suffer. It's like, he, he, like, I write in, yep. There is so, not one term of capture in his entire review. And also... Straight do, up leaves capturing take, monsters out of it. Do take note that at least half of these creatures aggro you on site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They try and they attack, attack you, you on site. Not all of them, but a fairly decent amount. Yeah. So, what we take home from this is... Don't kill Nemesis. He's a part of the Raccoon City ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. You right, are invading cool. his home. Yeah. Well, technically, he was raised there, <laughs> just in a, in a lab underneath Raccoon City. Kind of. It, that kind of reminds like there's a line in the Monster Hunter Iceboard um, campaign where who, who was it again? I think it was the field commander. Says, um, "Now, hang on, guys." This might be because I was born here, but aren't, but, uh, I also aren't part we of this part of the ecosystem? And are you? Yes. Then fucking time to take back the ecosystem. But basically, That's... the entire plot of at least Iceborne, it's been too long since I played the base Monster Hunter story. But the base monster, the base hunter, monster story. hunter story is like, hey, look, this fucking elder dragon's going to die here. And it's we going need to not n- let that happen. It's going to basically nuke the uh, island, so we need to stop that from happening. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And which evolved later on into, well, with that dragon, with the elder dragon doing all that, it's woken up a bunch of other elder dragons, and we have to go make sure that that one elder dragon doesn't go and eat them, because yeah. it makes the boom go bigger. But the end yeah. result, the entire. The entire story of Iceborne was basically all about how the ecosystem manages to always manages to balance itself out. It's got ways and systems to do that, and we are part of that. Yeah. So we are we are the equalizer. <laughs> yes. We are a equalizer. We are a equalizer. We are no. We are the equalizer. We're the great equalizer. No. We yeah. are the equalizer in his natural habitat of the department store. Yes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Speaking of Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. goddamn God Monster Hunter has hit four. Monster Hunter Iceborne has hit four million sales thanks to its PC launch. Yeah, but how many of those sales are on the PC? Uh, let's have a look, Ski. Uh. They say roughly around 284,000. Mm, not bad. And, oh no, it said with... 
what's this? Steam charts, once 100 peak players count for the last few days. Is that uh, So it's been more than that, apparently. Ooh. The base game has got 15 million sales. Yeah. Jesus. So that is honestly, easily Capcom's biggest selling title. Yep. Uh, I can look this up. So Capcom uh, Platinum. Platinum. Uh, Platinum titles from Capcom. I wonder how updated this list is. Yeah, I don't think it's up. No, as of September 30th. All right. So as of September 30th, it has 14 million sales. So it's got nearly like, it's got nearly 2 million sales since the release of Iceborne. Yep. Which is nice. The second highest selling game for Capcom is Resident Evil 5 and 6 with 7.5 and 7.4 million. Uh, it's a fucking travesty. <laughs> An absolute travesty. Uh, Resident Evil 7 is its fourth best-selling fourth best selling title with 6.8 million units sold. Well, for what I heard, Resident Evil 7 was like the best way they could have rebooted the series. It really brought it back to a sort of horror, sort of survival horror aspect compared to like, it has like item management, it has puzzles, it has resource management as well. Um, but depending on the difficulty you do it at, it's like either you have an abundance of ammo or you fucking don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least it's not Silent Hill because depending on the difficulty you put it on, the puzzles make 3% more sense. Well, no, like, in Silent Hill 1, I think the puzzle difficulty is tied to the regular difficulty, but from Silent Hill 2 onwards, or Silent Hill 2 to 3... Uh, they made puzzle and game difficulty separate. No, I, so you can I have the game on easy. And puzzles on hard. Yeah. No, because I remember so you when have... you were playing through Silent Hill, um, you were saying that one of the puzzles on hard difficulty needed actual Shakespearean knowledge. To... Yeah. So the first puzzle you run into in Silent Hill 3, uh, the, f- the first on easy mode puzzle is like, oh, here are the numbers. Just like the, the book's got the numbers and that's it. Cool. In in uh, medium difficulty the books have numbers on them but the numbers are sort of jumbled up so you need to organize them in a specific way and then in the hard difficulty the numbers the spines of these books have numbers on them but you need to order the numbers you need all the books in uh from the puzzle piece they give you which is like here is what book order the numbers need to be in and here are some inf- and some Shakespearean lines from Shakespeare plays. So you need to figure out what Shakespeare line that book is from and then put that book in its cor- correct place. So you actually need knowledge of Shakespearean plays in order to get the numbers correctly lined up. On the first puzzle. And, um, on the first puzzle. <laughs> so yeah, that is uh, quite the fucking, quite the jump. Like I know, I know a little bit of Shakespearean plays, a little bit, probably like two, not even extensively. It's like I've heard of them before. Fuck, man, I would never get that. It would literally, I would have to brute force that puzzle until I figured it out, really. So yeah, um, but yeah, Resident Evil is doing well for the series. Like since Resident Evil Seven is now getting up there, uh, as I said this has only been updated since September thirtieth. Uh, hasn't been updated yet 
but I definitely know Resident Evil 2 Remake has outsold Resident Evil 2 Original. But on this list, Resident Evil 2 is still like 200,000 units above the remake. So this this is a very old list, but at the same time, it is also a uh, rough estimate estimation on what's doing well for Capcom. And Monster Hunter World is straight up fucking making Mad Bank for them. Especially yep. with Iceborne coming out and increasing like more fucking sales for them yeah to over like 16 million and that one hasn't been updated for people who got iceborne or got monster hunter on pc when iceborne came out last week Mm. yeah i I, i'll definitely try iceborne out when i have some money and when i have some free time to play iceborne Mm. because right now i've still got like many other games i need to be doing and I just don't have the money to put forward for a fucking $60 expansion. And that's fair. But you got the 80 gigabyte download. Yeah. It's all right there. All there waiting for me. Yep. So, and final one for tonight is fucking Alienware's new console. Does which... anyone even really care about the Alienware console? Well, when you see it, you might you might draw some similarities to uh yeah i've i've looked at it it looks like the nintendo switch it certainly is i put it into the uh general chat picture of general chat but yeah um the the only thing different about the this joy con of a fucking uh alienware console nintendo switch ripoff is that the handles don't slide on they attach on from the middle so you don't slide the joy cons on they just attach like a magnet in a sense oh magnets next to a hard drive he said like i said like a magnet yeah i ain't saying it's magnet i'm just saying that it 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 looks like that's how things fucking be but uh let's see if they've got a fucking showreel to which i don't fucking know no oh here we go Oh, what the fuck? They, they, that's straight up ripping off the Nintendo fucking handheld thing. So, their controller, like their external controller for the thing, is exactly like the Nintendo Switch Joy uh, controller. Ooh. Oh, so it's a little bit Ooh. of a fucking slide. That's bullshit. So it's like they put the controllers on, but it's not like you slide it from the top down. It's like you slide it from the middle and then slightly down. Yeah, so it locks in. Slide click kind of. Mm. Well, at least it locks in. There is just enough. There is just enough. Like, there's. What, what's the term I fucking use? There's. I want to use the term just enough slide, but it's actually the opposite where there's not enough slide. There you go. There is not enough slide to be legally the same as a nintendo switch there's mm. enough difference. the slide is not enough or, or rather yeah. it's it's different enough that it's not following pattern yeah but like it is almost identical in every way shape and form yeah. like let's pull up a except, picture of the nintendo switch the fact that it's just different enough to avoid pattern rules like someone fucking had someone like, tried even, even the controller layout is the exact same like with the fucking uh, thumb pad, the D pad, the fucking face buttons, the thumbsticks, it is just a Nintendo Switch. 
with Alienware tech in it. But how much is it? Do I hear you ask? And uh, that is yeah. a uh, good question <laughs> because it's either hey you could just buy a fucking Nintendo Switch or what do they call yeah, it? I think that'd be the, the concept. Thing. You what? They call it the concept UFO. What okay. the fuck? What the fuck? Price. Let's see. See the price for that. Yeah, I think that'll that would be the biggest thing. Is how does it compare to the Switch? What's its price compared to the Switch? Let's have a look. Go price. Captain Price. I say Captain Price. Are you deaf? Captain Planet. He's a price tag. I'm still waiting. He's got, on he's got RGB planets. lightning. Lighting. <laughs> Why? You can electrocute people in three different colors. <laughs> there is no price for it. Because it's Not such a yet. unique product that's packed with RGB light and sophisticated PC hardware, you should expect to pay a pretty penny for the concept UFO. This isn't exactly a direct Nintendo Switch competitor. No shit. As long as it can fucking emulate PS2 games. If it can emulate PS2 games, then I might fucking, who knows, I might fucking give it a whirl. Because that's the ultimate thing I want, is a fucking portable PS2 emulator. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, it's fucking... There has to be some like I want. I don't want them to come out and go. This is what uh, concept UFO does. I want the. I want them to come out and go. This is how we avoided a lawsuit. <laughs> like here are the details into where we can make a different, distinguishable, uh, fucking difference to not be sued by Nintendo. Because I can't see how Nintendo aren't fucking speed dialing some lawyers right now but hey like nintendo always has its lawyers on speed dial yeah but apparently not because this had a whole fucking reveal event and everything and it's not been sued yet yet hmm. i mean like it's like N- nintendo doesn't want to take on a um a Big enough, well, Nintendo- big company like um, like Alienware, without knowing all the facts first, because they don't want to get waste all the, that money on legal fees and cause all this headache for everyone. If there's a chance they might lose it, Nintendo doesn't take doesn't care about taking on you know little people like you know you me and some other fucking no name YouTubers. Joe and, blogs from down the road. Yeah, they don't care about My taking on them. Jayden, they'll fucking they'll you. come up with it. They'll come up to them with everything they've got because they know that fucking we don't got the money to fucking hire lawyers and shit. So Nintendo's more than happy to come bully us out of anything. But they're not going to take on, like, someone who can actually foot the money for some lawyers. That's why That's why there's no lawsuit yet. They're being careful. Being very, very, very careful. We will do the yep. research, see if they are actually causing issues. Let's get them Sherlock Holmes detectives on this, then. <laughs> see if they can figure out the, le- the legality between the two. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fucking Christ, no. <laughs> Oh god! Fuck. But why does your fucking handheld console need RGB lightning? Lightning? Why do I keep saying lightning? <laughs> because you really want to electrocute someone. I really want. I really want to see red, green, blue lightning just come down from the heavens. Then you know we're fucked. That's a special kind of rapture. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got it's the, it's the a unique device. 
RGB lighting seems pretty seems to play pretty much anything. It is, but it is a little unwieldy and probably expensive. No shit. <laughs> Fuck, expensive. Damn. Yeah. Who, who would have guessed that a handheld PC? Alienware. Yeah, no, it's Alienware. Yeah, well, they're yeah, essentially the razor of computers, where they yeah. just and price. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking oh, yeah. good on that one. That's it for the news. Now we can, now we can move on to our topic, and then fuck off and do some recording. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Hold up, Jaden. Yep. Did you uh do that thing you were gonna do? Oh yeah. So like I said, at the end of the last Code Vein <laughs> uh, recording, we were in the mm-hmm. cathedral. I don't remember what the, yes. the name of the cathedral is. The Cathedral of the Silver Something. It's a silvery we were white up cathedral. to a boss, I'm pretty sure. No, we just beat or the Berserker and we got to the next missile afterwards. And then we got lost for a while and then went, fuck it, this place is a maze. Um, <laughs> I'll figure out... And we'd been in there for a while. So it's like, I'll figure out the pathway that I need to take and I'll get there, you know, and I'll go through that and get us to the next missile uh, before the next recording session. So I was doing that this afternoon and I basically... Um, I couldn't remember the path and I didn't want to spend too long fucking around blindly. So I tried looking at a guide and following that and I'm like, ah, oh, this doesn't make much sense, but fuck it, I'll just kind of do what I think they're saying. I found out later on that I was looking at the wrong part of the guide and so that's why nothing matched up. Regardless, even looking at the wrong part of the guide and following the rough approximate steps, I'm like, nah, I don't think this is the right way. Ran off a different way, found the key. Then I went, no, I just need to find what? that door I was looking for. So I went, no, it's not That's this half way. The battle. I'll run this direction. Ended up in a fight. Accidentally fell down a hole. Saw there was an item at the bottom of the hole and realized falling down that hole was the correct path. Oh, so Jesus. I accidentally went the correct path and I found the correct way we needed to go in about three minutes. Fucking <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know whether that's just you overthinking it or the, no, the no, actual no. designer I level's terrible. absolutely could have missed that and been running around for three fucking years going, where where do I need to go? You need to go somewhere. All right, yep. so tonight's podcast topic is mm-hmm. your least favorite gaming genre. Alex, go. Oh, my least favorite gaming genre is um clicker games you mean like afk arena shit uh sort of like afk arena but you know those games where it's like like a fucking cookie clicker or sakura clicker or those sort of games where you just like what idle games idle no not idle games like afk arena is an idle game that it's a game there that your whole goal is to basically keep reducing your input in it and just but you can also just fucking click you just, you just click it's, there's it's, a game it's a i mouse. used to play like that which was it's like a, a cookie twist. maker game where yeah you're like you have it. to make cookies and shit but you have to keep clicking to get cookies and then like you can buy upgrades to like get five cookies per click and shit like that and just continue doing that stuff yeah it's like a mouse stress test game how many it's clicks like are stress in your mouse? test game that's you literally fucking losing your mouse like when i bought my rgb mouse it's like oh it's got like two hundred thousand clicks in it fucking what that's how they tested it yeah but like knowing my mouse has like 
click limitations. Well, no, that I, ain't th- I think that it's ain't more. Fair. It's been tested up to that amount, so we're not guaranteeing anything past that point. Anything you, past then is your own fault. Yeah, but no, bu- I, I hate those games. Why the fuck do they exist? Who enjoys them? Who fucking comes home after a day of work, sits down and sits down in front of their computer and goes, you know what? I want to click the shit out of a button tonight. You know what? I just, just for a whole two hours feedback for turning my brain off. You know, like watching a movie. Or no, I can totally see why people would be interested in this. No, I, I can't. Yeah, there's much better thing to do with your time while watching a movie than fucking randomly clicking on shit. Agreed. Jesus but I'm Christ. saying I can see why there's a draw there. So that's great, but I don't. I 100% do not see why there's a draw like there. Said, Those entire I games don't tend to watch movies very much, and I shit don't out of watch me. regular TV shows. I just watch. I tend to watch cartoons and anime on the occasions I watch things because I can sit there and watch them for ten or twenty minutes. Because I have extreme trouble sitting down and not doing anything for long periods. You should get into video editing. Yeah. Like I don't hear a no. (laughs) Well, I I should get into something. Like But yeah, I, I have trouble sitting down and just doing you know, sitting down and not doing much. Um, I, you might I have ADHD. With it. Um, like even when we're doing recordings, uh, and you're not playing. No, no, not when we're doing recordings, because then I'm actually watching. But mm-hmm. occasionally, when we're doing podcast recordings, I'll be doing something like practicing Dragon Ball combos in the background because I don't really need to think about it. I've already got in muscle memory, but I'm just using my hands. That's the entire yeah. purpose, is so I'm doing something. Yeah, well, when we do our record, like, we're doing a podcast right now, I'm playing fucking Fate Grand Order right now. Yeah, but that takes about three IQ to use successfully. That doesn't count. Three yeah. IQ in a chromosome. <laughs> yep. Three IQ in the chromosome to run it. <laughs> That's why Alex doesn't sound retarded. <laughs> He's invested the extra chromosome in Fate. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. But yeah, no, that's why... Um, I fucking I can't understand for the life of me. I can't understand. I can't fathom. I do not enjoy, and the whole thing just fucking perplexes the shit out of me as to why these clicker games exist. And it's not like there's like one or two of them. There's fucking hundreds of them. Like, how is that a market? Like, I I understand that like match three is a market because women also play video games, but fucking clicker shit. It's like I don't I don't get it. I I just don't get it. I don't either, but hey, some people get sucked into the weirdest things. Like like I said, it's... I believe it is a combination of it's easy, it's habit-forming, would be another one. It's easy, it's habit-forming, and, you know, they are designed to have a flashy feedback loop, generally. If you want want easy habit-forming and have a flashy feedback loop, just come play Fake Grand Order. No, because that costs money. But... You know, these cost money as well. I what 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 clicky game costs money? All right, let's let's look up some clicky games on Steam. Uh, Clicker Heroes Two is forty one ninety five. What? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this bullshit for myself. 
Yeah, it is. Clicker Heroes 2 is $41.95. Clicker Heroes Zombie Auto Clicker. The Auto Clicker for the Clicker Hero Zombie is $15. Same as Turkey and Unicorn. Oh, no, those are the auto clicker. Those are the auto clicker character sprites are actually. Hey man, 2D clicker sprites. heroes one is free. Yeah, but uh, the zombie auto clicker, the turkey auto clicker, and the unicorn auto clicker are uh, fourteen fifty. We're going to take a look at the uh, clicker heroes zombie auto clicker, and uh, it has twenty positive reviews. So ninety five percent of the u- twenty user reviews for this game are positive, which means twenty people paid fifteen dollars to not play a game. Hey man, some people Remember saying that. in the reviews, this is the best game I've played out there. Awesome free game, easy to grind, cool items and abilities, 10 words or less, like cookie clickers but with action. See, blonde <laughs> people are liking this game. <laughs> I told you, I don't get it. I want to I want to see how many how many fucking copies this DLC has sold. I demand to see how many copies Dude, of DLC Dude, people have sold. put like 400 hours into this game. What do you mean 400 hours? This person here has put 4,000 hours. Where's that? On the fucking cookie clicker. Um, 500 hours. I'm looking at cookie... This is the paid one. Yeah, the paid one. The, I'm looking the at, paid I'm looking one at the has like free 500 one. 4, hours, 600 hours. hours. Yep. I don't even have that yep. in games I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see? You see the fucking bewilderment? See, I can't really talk considering I have 3,700 hours in Dota 2. Yeah, but you actively have to play Dota 2. I played that January 2018. Yeah, but Jaden, you actively played Dota 2. Like, I've got over a thousand hours in Warframe. I'll give you them. I have 1,700 hours in Warframe. I actively play Warframe. I have, where's fucking Rainbow Six Siege? I have 1,300 hours in Rainbow Six Siege. I actually, I actively play Rainbow Six Siege. I have 400 hours in Monster Hunter World. I actively play Monster Hunter World. I don't actively play Cookie Clicker. I fucking, you can, but I, these are games that, you know, have a lot more dynamics to them than just fucking mashing the shit out of your left click and destroying your mouse. Cookie Click, Cookie Clicker 2 has a skill tree. What? <laughs> he has a skill tree. <laughs> what fucking skill and his skill tree kind of looks like the one in fucking Path of Exile. Not, <laughs> it's, it's, there's a lot to it. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, right, still forty five dollars so, to uh, break your mouse. You, you up for that, Kenny? Forty five dollars to pay sixty dollars. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jaden, what's your most? What is it? Least, least, yeah, least favorite gaming genre. Um. Mine would probably have to be games like simulators, mm-hmm. basically. You know, so like truck simulator. Yeah, stuff like, like Sims. that. Um, I'm just uninterested in Sims, but I wouldn't say I hate the genre. Some some Sims are really fun, like Euro Truck Simulator. Like, holy shit, that is so relaxing. Yeah, but that's the thing, because of exactly what I've been talking about, I can't play games like that. I just can't enjoy them because I need to do something. Can't more. put on your trucker cap, put a bit of straw in there, and deliver a fucking ten thousand cattle to the fucking local ranch down in Germany. Can't do that. 
put on the yeah. fucking that UHF radio and just signal out your own fucking podcast over the ch- 99.1 UHC radio FM can't do that no because if I'm listening to things I'll find two or three songs I like listen on listen just put to on a movie while you're driving repeat for three hours and pace around my room you must you must think yep. truck simulator is easy you gotta pay attention man speed limits fucking speed traps cars on the road man it's a tough life out there but i'm fucking sweating it big for the big rigs all right me and my big rigs out here to rustle some cattle all right there's not a damn thing you can do about it to change my life it's my life that's it's now or never i didn't say it's a bad game or that you're a bad person for liking it i just don't it sounds them. like it sounds like you you think simulators are boring no it's fine like there are there, it's hard to find a good sim game but when I do find a good sim game, I fucking just dive right in. Like, I have so many sim games in my fucking Steam library that I've just gotten from uh, essentially just like a massive... What do you call it? Let's go by library. Is that your Humble Bundle thing that you keep forgetting to unsubscribe from? I don't know how Humble Bundle is working now. I don't understand it. Um all right i'll take that as yes but i think the so other like, right. the other reason i would say sim games like that would be my least favorite is because they are the counterpoint to the fuck are you doing to your mic holy shit yeah, i don't know i, I was adjust- Stop eating i it. was adjusting it obviously that adjustment was picked up by the mic still adjusting it we good i'm not touching it yes we good we're, we're good. good okay um but yeah because the other reason I'd say it's probably my least favorite is because it's kind of the opposite to the type of games I do like, which I wouldn't necessarily would say it's a genre, but more really games I can get into a rhythm with, whether they are quite literally rhythm games, like, or, you know, stuff like Guitar Hero, I really enjoy, and I really should get around to finding a Guitar Hero controller at some point, because... I really do enjoy those games. Um, but, you know, whether they're actual rhythm games or good fighting games, um, you know, good action games that do have that kind of rhythm in combat. Stuff like, that's why I love Sekiro so much. It's why I enjoyed playing Fury so much. It's why I enjoyed playing Doom so much. Because you can get into a groove. But Doom, yeah, Doom, is less, is a- Doom was less so. It's more you know either actual rhythm games where you're quite literally getting into a rhythm or stuff like fury and sekiro where it's much more of a getting the hang of your opponents getting good timing parries you know it, it's a flow but it is a rhythmic flow you're you're flow, memorizing yeah. sequences events and i do feel like that's also why once i started getting into fighting games more specifically dragon ball fighters i got into it really hard is because once i actually figured out what i was doing it does fit that kind of getting into a rhythm that that makes I enjoy. Sense. so yes that that i so believe is why simulators are my least favorite genre ah well my least favorite genre is i would say 
dungeon crawlers. Stuff along the lines of Diablo, like Diablo 3, uh, MMORPGs, that sort of stuff. Loot-based games. Loot-based dungeon crawlers. Yeah. So, like, I don't mind Final Fantasy because it has a sort of story backing most of its quests, but it is hard to get through the fucking slog of the early game quests, which is like, I really don't care. It's literally just telling me to go here, do this. Or like Diablo, it's like, I just have to fucking press these four buttons in this mob until I get the armor I want. And I was like, that does not appeal to me at all. Like, I gave Diablo 3 a good a good shake of the sauce bottle. Um, I've given Final Fantasy 14 a good shake of the sauce bottle. I've given, like, even Rift, whatever it is, that fucking game everyone was playing, a fucking good shake. And, uh, yeah, I just bounce right off them. I just can't fucking stand having to like especially games with minimum input for like you know dab diablo it's like you click here press one of like x buttons go here press this button yada 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 it, it's it's basically you pressing like four buttons clicking over here pressing four buttons yada, yada yada that's why i can't get in the path for exile or shit like that because it's just it's not fun and especially when i like when i was um playing minecraft with friends back when we had like a lot of minecraft mods don't i and uh yeah i basically was just mining shit to bot like to build this power armor once i built the power armor i just stopped playing minecraft because that was it like that's all i wanted to do yeah and it's like well now what do i do and it's like well you can do i don't know this project that's going to completely fuck up the entire server when anyone walks near it okay that sounds cool briar <laughs> <laughs> he made like a fucking farming area which is like oh it spawns these monsters kills these monsters gets the resources and it was just so fucking full of monsters and resources that anyone went to that area would crash the server <laughs> uh I, the only thing i remember doing in multiplayer with um people i knew was when I don't remember if it was my cousin or my brother that pissed me off. But I do remember tree, uh, connecting their door to a bunch of TNT. So yeah, I, I rigged their house with a booby trap that detonated the entire house. Sounds like a fucking griefer to me. You a yep. griefer? Hey, only to people I know in person. Dante! <laughs> Chef! And it's acceptable if you do it to people you know in person. Do it to it if is. you do it to randoms online, you're just a dick. But if you do it to friends, you're just a dick. Then, it, then it's, then, it's yeah. then you're a dick to them. Exactly. And that's a smaller group than then the fucking greater public. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. All right. So is that it for today? I yeah. Believe by the so. looks of it. Yeah. So. On our channel, still same old, same old going up. Code Vein, Valkyrie Chronicles 4, Pokemon, Star Wars, soon to be more Devil May Cry. Um, am I missing anything? Let's have a look at my my progress folder. So, Death Stranding, I still fucking haven't bought a proper HDMI cable, but that is going to change next week <laughs> when I have money again. Uh, yep, so... Star Wars, uh, Fallen Order, Pokemon Emerald, uh, Code Vein, Devil May Cry, Valk, and Death Stranding. That's a lot going up. It is. Yes, and you can check that out on Oz Plays. That's oh, hi Dante. 
Fucking dad. Mm. AUS space P-R-A-Y-S exclamation point. You find all that good fucking content there. But other than that, we got to do some recording. So yeah. we're going to head off. And we will catch you all guys right. next week. Catch you guys. See ya.